Hi guys, welcome to episode 27 from Two in the Tackle. Kaz and I, we catch up, we chat about the footy matches and pokers from last week. Was the Panthers beating the Raiders and the Eels beating the Sharks in our two matches and focus this week. Obviously, the two powerhouses in the NRL at the moment, the Sydney Roosters hosting the Melbourne Storm. And the other match is a, a rivalry that stems from the 90s. The Newcastle Knights hosting the Manly Ringer Seagulls. Now, it's a must-win game for the Manly Ringer Seagulls. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see how they can turn up for that battle. We also have a little chat about the basketball a little bit later on in the show. So, hopefully you guys can hang around for that bit. But, if I can ask one favour, if you are listening to this, please, chuck us in your story, tag us, you know, so we can uh, share it to the world. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy the show. Roll the intro. How do I look? Do I look alright? Mate, look sharp. You look like you've been ready for August football. Oh, absolutely. And coming out of this slow middle grind of rugby league. Absolutely. Mate, ready it... to work our way towards the, the run towards the finals. Well, I'm going to say that it is. We are heading into the run to the finals right about now. You know, seven weeks, yeah. seven weeks, no, 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 what's it, seven more games to go? This is the run into the finals. Essentially, if it was a, a 26-week competition, you know, round 18, round 19, that's that's your run home, I'd say, around that yeah. round 18, 19, yeah. 20 yeah, it's mark, it's your run home. And you could have seen, and you've seen like, okay, some some you just how you're managing with players who are injured or guys coming back, and then, you know, you've... You know, Trent Robinson's obviously done a great job of it and has been lauded for it for the last couple of years in the way that um, that the Roosters have had that lull and been able to through the middle and then, you know, just really get ready to peak at the end of the year. Um, and obviously, every team that wins the comp usually does. I don't think you win the grand final without peaking. Yeah. Um, and it's about who does it the best. Exactly Who does right. it the best and who can do it the best. You've got to have the troops on the field to be able to do it. Well, um, I think you know we're going to have to kickstart the show as we as we do every weekend or every week except for last week, unfortunately. But uh, we're going to kick off the show by running it straight. So you're going to run it straight here first up, Kaz. What do you got for us? I'm I'm going to run it straight, mate. And it's a, it's it's a pet peeve of mine. And it, every now and again, it rears its it rears its ugly head up. Um, and it's scrums. Scrums. And absolute pun intended. I'm going to start with uh, a head poking up. In uh, Parramatta versus Sharks game, in that second half, um, with maybe 20 minutes to go, they're packing him for a scrum. Nathan Brown is standing. He hunches his head, puts one hand on the hooker's head, and then just puts his head up. And they just put the ball in the scrum, play on. It's right. And then obviously later on in that... Like, he's not even packed in the scrum. And later on, obviously, you know, we see a push in the scrum. That's fine, whatever. But that's sometimes they blow a penalty there. You know, sometimes they're telling them they're not binding. Half the time, now I hear the argument. Oh, but it gives an opportunity for the backs to be just up against the backs. You know, more space, six on uh, seven on seven. But how often do we see the second row or the front row make the tackle? Yeah. So often. they have a one-off of the hit-up. So what, what purpose is it serving? It's a mess. It's a joke. Um, and it's not being used for all these mythical reasons of, oh, but what about that opportunity? How often does it happen? How often do you see two passes 
off the scrum. Not often enough. Tell me. Not often. Not often. But yes, like Nathan Brown, that takes the cake. His head was up. He was in the front row. Like, we've seen the block, like, you know, social distancing from the second rowers. But, like, Nathan Brown's just a bystander. Yeah. Literally. Now, one one thing we could do is maybe we could we could sit them all down. So they've all got to sit down, legs folded. Yeah, like a timeout. Like a timeout. So there's so the five. No, actually, six from the defending team all have to be seated, like on the yep. ground, legs folded. If their legs aren't folded, that's a twenty meter penalty. Anyway, I don't know. But they've got to be yep. seated, legs folded. Hey, the team whose whose scrum it is, the front five. In rugby known as the tight five, they have to be sat down with their legs folded, so they've got to be seated as well. But the lock or the guy who's at the back of the scrum, he doesn't. He can just stand up and play the ball back to the halfback. So, yep. so they don't get an extra player. That guy cannot no longer pass it anymore. That guy that is yep. out of the game, but he yep. is to play the ball back to the halfback, and then from there he can um, they can have a shot. But Mate. They get the Why team not? who feeding the scrum get to choose what side of the scrum the defending halfback has to be on, and he's got to sit down yeah, too. Uh, <laughs> he's got to sit down too. <laughs> he's got to sit down too. <laughs> yeah. But hey, look, honestly, how is that any stranger than tr- if you were to explain that to a stranger to the game when you see what they already do? What they already do is like, what are they doing there? Why are they kind of hugging and they're standing there cuddling? And we put the ball behind the second lot of guys. And then they just pass the ball and then they run and tackle each other. It is out of under sixes. So why don't we do something that is from our from for six year olds, like sitting them down? With their you know, legs what cold. about even if you even if you want to go to keep it more like a scrum, what if you just made six players packed, packed tight like you do in a rugby scrum? Like the second row is, you know, your knees on the ground. Alright? And both teams packed. They don't bind into each other. They could they, maybe they've got to they've got to hold each other. They've got to touch each other. And then the halfback Literally, maybe the lock plays the ball to the halfback. But well, what's the incentive to make them pack tight? How are you gonna How are you gonna adjudicate that they're tight? Well, you gotta have. Um, yeah, that's true. Just so that's down. why they need to sit down with their legs folded. Sit them down. Sit them down. Sit them down. There's no other way. <laughs> Otherwise, take it. Take a tap. Because how many scrums are there for every exciting play we see off a scrum? Maybe a hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. So, how many scrums are how many, there? How many? For every, how many scrums are there for every one actual exciting expansion that we see off a scrum? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not a hundred, but not like, enough. Say there's, not enough. Say there's four or five in a game. Like it, you know. I can't remember the last time it happened. Yeah. When, when it, we, maybe earlier this year, once. Yeah. Once or twice. Oh, maybe. So. Yeah. I don't want to have rugby rugby scrums though, where it takes them five to ten minutes to even get the scrum packed. That's correct as well. So sit him down. That's quick. Sit you got thirty down. seconds to sit out. Sit down, cross your legs, bang, <laughs> <laughs> play the ball. Yeah. And, and then, and then you've actually got seven on seven. Imagine that. Yeah. Like, imagine there is a scrum. You're like, fuck. And you're like, sweet. Seven on seven. We got Teddy. Um, Manu's over there. Kiri's like, which way am I going to go? Let's just throw a little uh, decoy. We'll put a couple guys over there. We're going to play three on three in sixty meters of the field. Yeah. But if if I love, dusty, I love scrum plays. with the dragon scrumby. I love dusty. I love scrum plays. I remember used to try and draw them up when I was at when I was you know at home, even at school, even at work. I draw them up these little plays, mate. I tell you, I have a playbook 
Thick as thieves, if that's a thing. Anyway, it's my turn. I'm going to run it straight. Give me the ball. I'm going to take tough carry. Look at the, got the guts. All right, I'll run it straight. Controversial. Not many people agree with me. Actually, no one's ever agreed with me. But I don't care. Not many people agree with many things I'll say. I'm going to run it straight here. The point scoring system. Now, yep. I'm probably going to touch on it again a little bit later. My match of focus from the weekend was the Sharks hosting the Eels. And the Sharks, five times last year, they lost matches where they scored more tries than the opposition. And it happened again on the weekend where they scored three tries to two. Now, credit to Parramatta. I'm not saying Parramatta don't deserve the two points because that is the game that it was in front of them to play. But yeah. my suggestion is, is is get rid of the points. There's no need for points. Um, all we do is we keep a tally of the tries. And then if they're equal on tries, we keep a tally of the goal kicks. And then if they're still equal on goal kicks, then we keep a tally of the field goals. And, and that, so what does that mean for penalty goals? It's a goal. It's a, it's it's a, the same. It's equivalent it's a goal. as a goal. So it's just like a, it's a, it's a tiebreaker. It's a, no, no. It's the equivalent as a goal. So you, if I score, yeah, if the yeah, team yeah. scores a try, but they goals, get a shot. Goals, but, they get a shot at conversion. It's a tiebreaker. Tie it's like a tiebreaker. That's what goals are. They're a tiebreaker. You would have had more tries if it's the same tries. Whoever's got more goals. Yeah, and then after goals, field goals. Because to me, a team who scores more tries did the objective of the game really. So the objective of the game is to score more points, obviously. But how do you, how would you decide to score more points? Would you decide to kick more goals, or would you decide to score more tries? And you try and you? the objective of the game is when people watch it, we don't watch it to watch penalty goals or conversions. We watch it to watch them score tries. That's what I watch it for. Yeah. That's why I stopped watching rugby union because they were kicking goals for from sure. inside their own half. Yeah, it looked all right. But if that was the objective of the game, I don't want to watch it anymore. What if what if you had to, what if you changed the scoring system to what rugby is, but not for penalty goals? What if a try was worth five points? Because five if a try was worth five points, the Sharks would have been fifth. Oh no, I think they still would have been fucked. No, they wouldn't. Any goals? Fifteen <laughs> to ten plus three three goals, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. 16. Yeah, they lost by one. Yeah, if you don't kick any, fuck, kick any, and like it's a terrible day to kick from the sidelines. Like, yeah, you know, well, even the slosh of the rain. But yeah. That, that's just hey, how I've seen these. That's, that is controversial. Very controversial. Yeah. So then you could have a score. It might be like 4-3. Yeah, that's it. It's like I look at... Even when you have Aussie Rules matches, but why should you be rewarded for kicking behinds? For having more opportunities, but you missed them all. Who cares? Yeah. Mate, if they score more I, yeah, goals, they kick it down the middle. Just, I guess it's a reward for shots on goal, maybe the, as well when you think about... Um, a four-pointer. Now, we've still got great goalkeepers that kick them from the, the sideline, but quite often the edges can be maybe the the place where they, they can find a way to get in, whether it be off a kick because they haven't been able to break through the defence, but you want that middle. You know, you don't want to be slitting tries in near your post because that's a guaranteed six points. Yeah. And that's why the middle's so important. Yeah, well, speaking of the middles, you know, the guys who actually have to run it straight. We don't really run it that straight up here. But the guys who are running it straight on the field, the reason why everyone watches the game, the front rows, and they scored plenty of tries on the weekend. Take it away for us, Cass. How'd the front rows go? Hey, Friday night, we had uh, not just one, but two front rowers from the same team. Mark Nichols, another try for the year. He went four years without scoring one. He's done two and four games. Yep. And uh, Tommy Burgess. So it's always great when you get two from the same team. 
uh, really shows they're, they're doing their work, laying their platform. Reward for, reward for all the hard work that they've done their whole entire career, really? Well, look, at the end of the day, front row is set up tries. Exactly right. Because there's not many halfbacks that can score without those, those big boys rolling through. So they set up all the tries. Um, Herman SASC and Kane Evans in a slug tap. Well, J- Jacob Saifidi got a controversial try there as well. And yes. So there was actually twice, twice a team had two of their front rowers scoring. Controversial, yes, double true. movement if you ask me. Also thought he lost now, it. it. But anyway. Yeah, I, I, when I was watching it, when we, when we were watching it, it didn't look like a, a try live, but something happened there anyway. So it's a bit of a lottery sometimes. <laughs> These put downs, you know, close enough is good enough sometimes, and then sometimes it isn't. But hey, five front rowers scoring tries. That's what we want to see. We only had two last week from old, you know, uh, faithful to a very regular to the try scoring team. But it's great to see more double yeah. double up try scoring. And, and I've just got I a special mention as Nichols. well for another front row. Special mention. It wasn't a try, but he was kicking the goals for his side on the weekend. Siwa Takiyahu for the Roosters. Yep. He was kicking two, goals. Two, so yep, two for two for three, two for three did well. So yeah, he, he gets um, a special mention from me. Not many. There's not many goal kicking front rowers, is there? I can't well, think of not many the last left. Anyway, there was a few back in the day, you know, because they used to you know, be in charge, really. But anyway, um, I couldn't tell you any other front rowers. Uh, but are there any other forwards that actually kick goals in the NRL at the moment? Uh, right now, no. I think they're all, you know, they're all they're all in the backs. Yeah, just see what they See what they Anyway, we move well, from the, the brains trust of the, of the rugby league mm. side, the front rows, and we're going to transition into our favourite segment of the week, the dummy file. Now, we had an entrant dummy into the dummy file this week. Uh, he was warned. He was one of our warning shots that we put out to the rest of the league. Now, it's very disappointing to see this guy enter the dummy file, but there's no surprises. Lachlan Croker. Now... We've seen you at the beginning of the year try and steal yourself a try. Now, you guys are struggling at the moment. You know what I mean? They've got their backs against the wall. They've got injuries galore. Now, when you get in there at dummy half, Croker, you need to be passing the ball. That's why you're on the bench, mate. Because you're not the first choice, obviously. Now, you're lucky to be out there, to be honest, mate. So when you are out there, I need you giving the ball to Daly Cherry Evans. Okay? You hear me? Because I don't want to see you coming back into this file again. All right, enter the file, you will. You're in there, Lachlan. Uh, but and if he, I see it again, it. you could be getting the skipper's badge. He did it on last too, didn't he? Probably, probably. I didn't know what tackle was. Last tackle as well. And he's done that on last tackle before. That was the year. warning. That was the warning shot. This just special, special. He goes in a special file. He goes in the red cabinet. The red cabinet. Now, also, I'm going to send it out there to everyone. If you guys see a dummy file, all right, I want you guys to take note of that straight away. I want you to chuck it in your story. Tag us, because we can't watch every game. We try our absolute best to watch all the games. All right, we get over the matches and focus, so we'll be all over those. But um, if we if we're we're out there, we need your help. All right, so make sure you get in there. And you listen to the look out for those dummy files. And you let us know. But we've also got two guys that are two of the cooler cats in the NRL uh, that enter the no dummy file. Well, I don't suppose they enter the no dummy file. It's just a no dummy file for them. They're part of the no dummy file crew. Yeah, the no dummy file crew. That's it. And uh, Joey Mundy, he scored a try, the opening try for the Sydney Roosters. 
uh, out of the No Dummy file. And Dylan Brown for the Parramatta Seal. He scored himself a try out of the No Dummy file as well. So good on to those two. That's what we want to see. If you've got to go from dummy half, score the try. But if you don't score, enter the file, you will. They're not listening. You know, just like these COVID breaches, mate, they're not listening. Yeah. We're going to have to crack down. There'll always be a few. Most of us are good, but there'll always be a few. It's the minorities that have the loudest voice. Anyway. All right. So uh, from there, I think we should move on to our matches and focus from the weekend. Uh, We had the Penrith Panthers on fire at the moment. Uh, They were up against the Canberra Raiders. What did you think of that game? Yeah, look, they're, uh, once again, they just blew them off the park, didn't they? They've been, you know, they we saw what they did to Manly, and we know how Manly are going, but Canberra's, you know, Canberra's shown a lot of resilience, you know, of, of late, and they've got a lot of guys coming back, I mean, guys like Bateman, you know, um, so high hopes for them, even without Josh Hodgson, but Panthers were in another league on that first half. They were just opening up. They're just like a bunch of blokes who all love each other, love each other's company, and just love playing footy together. And they're just right, like really rolling with that confidence. Yeah, well, we know how much they love each other's company. We saw a little bit of that last year, early last year, but that's another story <laughs> yeah. for another afternoon. <laughs> they, but, um, yeah, they just got it all rolling, so it all kicking through at the moment, don't they, Penrith? That's eight in a row. Uh, I think it's a club record or equal to the club record. They've only lost one game this year. Um, and they don't have, they've got a pretty easy run home. So they've got to look like they could really set themselves up and finish first at the end of the year. Um, it'll just be interesting when we get down to the, the pointy end of the season and then we start getting into these big matches and you've got these teams like the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters who are hardened in this finals arena and that's when they're really ready to peak and, you know, who can go to whose level, who can sort of top that level out and really be that strength. But yeah. Panthers, hey... Anyone who wasn't a believer before, surely is now. Yeah, yeah. They better be on that. They better start believing. One of the things that I noticed about uh, uh, the Penrith Panthers is I was sort of speaking last week about how Jerome Lua doesn't necessarily find himself too often on the the right-hand side of the field. And mm-hmm. and I've, watched, I've been trying to watch all the rest of the teams, and it, it seems to be that all the 5-8 seem to find themselves on the left. But that's another story yeah. for another afternoon. But one thing that I sort of noticed in that game, which I thought was quite impressive, was Tyrone May was named at centre, right centre, and he played the entire game at right centre. But there was a try right on... I don't know if it was right on... No, it was. It was right on half-time. I think it was... Yeah. Who's that winger on the right? Was uh, Brenton Naden? Brent Naden. Yeah, Naden. Yeah. He scores that try right in the corner. But the interesting thing is, it was a three on two sort of situation, or it ended up being three on two as it got to Tyrone May. But usually the center is the one one of the options that's receiving the pass. But for yeah. that little movement, which I think is how they've sort of structured themselves when they do enter down that right hand side is he actually slips in as the ball player. And that Aiken finds himself running the centre option. Do you know what I mean? Because he is actually uh, the ball player. For some reason, they feel like maybe Aikens is probably a better fullback and offers a little bit more for what usually the fullback does for the other areas of a fullback. But when they go into the line, they've actually got Tyrone May playing as that creative player 
on that right yeah. hand side of the field, which which is something that I love in a football team where they're not necessarily stuck in the traditional or the uh, the most uh, accepted way for that position. You know, like Joe yeah. Manu, for example, and Josh Morris, they're usually the centers and they play a traditional style of center. Don't get me wrong, they might you might find them on both sides of the field, you know, roaming around. But we yeah. traditionally they most often than more often than not, they play that traditional style of a centre. Whereas Tyrone May, he's not a big ball carrier. He doesn't look like a guy who's gonna bust through the line a lot. The you know, he's got that craft yeah. about him. He obviously can defend. That's probably why he's being picked in the first, like being picked to start, yeah. because he can defend out wide. Um but They've actually identified, or not, not that, you know, like I was a super, I knew more about them than Cleary did. But it, it's it's great to see that just because he's playing centre doesn't mean he needs to be at centre the entire game. And same with Aikens. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And something yeah. that I've said for a long, long time is you want to get your best 17 out there, but just because you put a three on his back, or for his instance, a four on his back, doesn't mean that's what they have to play the entire time they're out there. But just that versatility, isn't it? You want that strength in your team. And the best teams have players that can play multiple positions or for multiple situations. Yeah, because multiple situations. Yeah. You're not just a centre. You've got to be a footballer. Yeah, correct. And and and, and seeing those smart coaches, the way they, you know, they obviously, you know, the Bellamy's and the Robinsons, and you know, um, and I guess looking at the way some things are happening here at Penrith, um, but it also comes down to those players, doesn't it? Yeah. You've got to have the guys who can do it. Who can you have those skills? And and it's also. They don't necessarily lose out on a fullback when they put Aikens to the centres there, um, because the fullback tends to be the guy who acts as that second ball player, and yeah. it's very rarely that he plays as the third receiver. And what I mean yeah. by the third receiver, it's very rare that if you've got three ball players or three, you know, uh, pivots in the play, it's very rare that the first pivot takes it to the line. If yeah. you've got three, you sort of don't have enough space or time to have the first guy go into the line and then come back again and then the second guy go into the line and then come again and the third guy go into the line. You're not really going to get many opportunities. So, you know, it might come from one side of the field, but that first receiver, whether it's Luai, whether it's Cleary, he gets it, passes it, so that the other two guys can work their can get their timing and get their creativity happening. The first guy's more just trying to shift it to the other side of the field so that they can get their their creativity happening or whatever the term yeah. is that they're looking for. Uh, also, just another thing I wanted to mention, Jerome Luai. Chris Thanos, a little shout-out to Chris Thanos. He's the creator of this. The try-scorer supporter. Now, everyone's out there. Everyone loves a try-scorer supporter, but Crichton scored a try in the first half, and I think... Jerome Luai could have won the silver medal at the Olympics for high jump. He managed to jump over the top of Crichton. I think he landed in the 15th row out there at Pepper Stadium yeah. or whatever they call it. Um, and yeah. a brilliant try scorer supporter there from Jerome Luai. So that's another thing that I want to, want to sort of throw out there for everyone else. This is paying homage to our great mate Chris Thanos, you know, if he's listening out there. Uh, the best in the business at the Triscorer Supporter. Now, two of his mates, they were great at it as well. Tommy Simons and Jason Clark. Now, they scored tries here and there. Tommy probably scored a little bit more than Clarkie. But those set two... Set a few up. Oh, yeah, he said we would have set a few, set a few up. up. 
Um, but those two, the best that so Thanos is the best ever NRL first grade A reserves. You know he is the greatest ever try scorer supporter you'll ever see. There'll be no better, right? <laughs> but at NRL level, I can't split it. Clarky and Tommy, I'm telling you, two of They're the right best try scorer supporters the game has ever seen. Now I'm going to throw this out to the people as well. You know, what a try scorer supporter is, is a guy who scores a try, boom, he scores a try. It's the first person there. Not the second person, the first person. Now, if two guys get him at the same time, they're both try scorer supporters. All the rest, they all just come in. But the first the guy... They're the peloton. Yeah, they're the peloton. The try scorer supporter is the guy who gets there first, right? Yellow so, jersey, baby. Yellow jersey. We want to be first, right? So, no, the Sprinters jersey. They're the Sprinters. The green jersey. Yeah. They'll be getting the green jersey. The green jersey. All right? So, um, I want jersey. to. I want you guys to keep an eye out there to see if you can spot yourselves any trial scorer supporters out there. Okay? All right, so we'll move on right, to our well, next match what, of focus. What about, I was, was going to say before we move on the next, what about the, the Raiders? You know, we, oh, they, yeah. what do you, they sort of, yeah, they've got some guys back. They obviously kind of really got blown off the park in that first half. You know, they hung around in the second half to not, you know, make it, you know, embarrassing and try and try and claw their way back in. But they still haven't quite been able to get it all together this year. Yeah. But they're still winning games and um, they're showing them a classy defensive team, usually. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to concede. I don't think they're going to concede four tries in the first half. Uh, one of the probably the positives as the Raiders fan or whatever you could take out of that is that they didn't concede any tries in the second half but then you could argue maybe the uh, Panthers don't necessarily took the foot off the gas but, but went into their game, game B to make sure yeah. that you know we've got to make sure that they're not going to score enough to get us back in and also when you're that maybe far not behind maybe expensive making errors as well yeah you know, when you're that far behind you can sort of push a little bit and sometimes you might get a few refereeing decisions might go your way for an entire half yeah. of football, which does help as well. But that's another story yeah. for another afternoon. Um, personally, I wouldn't take too much out of it. I wouldn't be happy with the loss, but you obviously can't be playing yeah. like that in the back end. But yeah. I wouldn't be too worried. They can perform a lot better than that. And Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Look, and like, as you said, we've got our, their run home to the final. They've got, you know, with their little seven games to go, they're, they're now one win off the, the top four, but probably really two with their four and against. So... It's probably a little bit out of their reach. They'd need one of those top four teams to really drop some games. So yeah. you know, they'll probably finish fifth or fifth or sixth. You would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they could. But they, could they could start gelling with those guys with Harawira Naira and John Bateman being back and getting that all sort of yeah. ticking over. Well, they they still could lose week one of the finals. Uh, they just can't be playing like that if they want to win it. If they play like that, they're gonna go out the back door. No. So yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be too worried because I know that they've got a, lo a lot better performances like they did against... Exactly. Wasn't there that three-week period where they played They played us, they played Melbourne, and they might have yeah. played another uh, top team, maybe it would have been Parramatta or something like that, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they played Parramatta before. Yeah, they, almost, they probably could have beaten Melbourne, they beat us, so it's sort of like, yeah. okay, now we're just going to look to reset and, and then yeah. prepare forward again. Yeah. And it's the NRL, you know, you get some teams turning up on fire, like right. they did, yeah, like, Penrith, who, like Penrith are. Yeah. It's hard to stop that. It's hard to get in front of that train and not get flattened. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, 
Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you can't take credit away from the team you won as well. So a lot of people seem to think that just because you lose, it's because you were shit. If you lose big even as well, sometimes one team is just awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the other team isn't quite there yet, which is like the Broncos in a way. I feel like, okay, yeah, they made finals football last year. They made finals football the year before. They probably have a more experienced squad to definitely last year's. Uh, team. But they don't, but they keep but they keep offloading a lot of these big experienced yeah. players. But also, once you start to like, uh, they just stink of losing. And yeah. the best way, the best example for that for me was against the Sharks, when you messaged me with twenty two minutes to go in the game. Are they going to be able to hang on? And I said yes, but I said yes yeah. just out of like hope for them. I. Still tipped the Sharks in that game, but I just felt like, yeah. oh, I feel like they deserve to win here. Not because uh, they're better than the Sharks, just because they've lost so many games and you start to feel sorry yeah. for them. But yeah. then you look really, you know, they're probably not actually as good as other teams. Like, I wouldn't say yeah. they're a top four side, so you can pretty much get rid of all those matches. They're not going to beat those teams. Then yeah. if they were next four teams, well, they those teams there aren't gonna just give you the game. That's why they're there. Yeah, but yeah, they just they're just playing. It's it's you know it's the way they're obviously the way they're falling apart. Like the yeah. fact that they do fall apart at the end of games all the time is, you know, they're not enjoying playing footy with each other. You know, obviously they're not. No one enjoys losing, and they don't seem to enjoy going into training and turning up and for each other. So. Yeah, look, we don't like to spend too much time speaking about uh, teams down the bottom end. Yeah, uh, we would like yeah. to focus on, on, you know, the things that matter. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they're on their on track for a wooden spoon. It feels like, to me, like the Roosters in 09, where we just, things went, started going wrong um, with players off-field, you know, on-field, coaching problems, like, and we just fell away and eventually, like, it was just like, we're just going to win the spoon, bro. Like, we're just going to win it. And then we come down to the last game and we fucking got flogged by the Cowboys. Who I think we were playing, who were coming last. They flogged us to finish above us or yeah, something. Yeah. So that's what it feels like for the Broncos. Like, it just feels like you guys are just meant to get the spoon. Like, because you know what? The Bulldogs will fucking beat some. They'll beat someone. They'll, they'll beat a couple people. Especially those last four or five games. They'll play a couple of teams whose season is not, is kind of over. Uh, or they're a bit, you know, a bit on the low, and they'll fucking just turn up and, and knock some teams. Oh, they'll beat the Tigers in two weeks. And yeah. the Broncos got the West Point against the Nicole. Well, That's it, they're all last. I don't think they'll win that. Do you, like, I don't think they win another game. Do you remember when they beat the Dragons? The Bulldogs beat the Dragons when the Dragons needed to... If they win, they go into the finals. And if they lose, they don't they yeah. miss the finals. And the yeah. Bulldogs beat the Dragons in that game. Yeah. That's just yeah. unacceptable. That's just unacceptable and that's why there's always been question marks over uh, the coach there and I like Mary McGregor I don't think he's you know one of the best coaches but I don't think he deserves all the criticism he gets but that is an example as to why they come under a lot of pressure because if you can't get a team more aroused in that position in that scenario if you can't get your team more aroused then that's, you're not doing the job properly. Yeah, you miss, miss. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. You're off your mark. Yeah. Well, look, a, a couple of teams that have been on the mark for those um, sort of things is our next game, the Sharks and the, the Eels. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the 
obviously Parramatta sit in it towards the top end of the table and the Sharks have been after losing the first three games of the year I was thinking mate, they could win the spoon yeah. you know, they've got Bronson Cherry's gone already missing guys but they've turned it around now granted they seem to beat up on bad teams and get beat by the good teams but they they probably almost should have won that game they definitely would have felt like they should have won it They, as you said earlier they scored more tries than, than Parramatta um, Parramatta won the the error count. They also won the penalty count, both by five. So, uh, look, yeah, just I thought Sean Johnson was fantastic in wet weather. Like, what a what a transformational season he's had this year. Yeah, Cooper you know, Cog, the Cooper Cog spray. Yeah, like he's he he's, he can be that calm, directly managing halfback when you need him to be, and then also set up all the tries he's had. He's got his hand in anything, everything. Kicking forty twenties, he just couldn't kick field goals. I couldn't kick these goals. Yeah. So who was the fullback for um, Canola? Was it was it uh, Will, Will Kennedy? Will Kennedy. Will Kennedy. Okay, because I just See, saw... I, yeah, I was going to say I got excited seeing when Matt Boylan come back and he was in the halves because I sort of always thought I think I feel like Johnson at seven, Moylan at six. You know that having Moylan in the team um, makes usually the Sharks I feel are a better side with Moylan in the side, and I think six is his best position. He wasn't that great um, on Sunday. But first game back, you know, so I guess will he go? Will he go back to fullback when Chad Townsend comes back? I don't know. I guess it depends on how the Ooh. the next couple of games. I can't. Go I can't see. I can't see. You know, no disrespect to Will Kennedy, but I can't see Will Kennedy getting a spot over their premiership halfback. Personally, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but look, they were yeah, they fought hard. But look, yeah, five like we said, five times last year, more tries than the other team are lost. So they need to work on their goal kicking big time. So I, I felt like they almost should have. But once again, the Eels did not, did not feeling like they're at their top of their game throughout that game. They're a bit clunky. You know, not everything's going, but they've got guys in the middle. Um, the Brown boys, they were amazing. Yeah. The Brown boys. Nathan Brown, just once again, like 200 plus metres and like 100 metres post-contact. He hits the line and then his legs just start doing like this little hike up, like he's going up Kilimanjaro, and it's just, and it's just powering through. And he's just like a little, oh man, like he's he's just powers and just eats up those meters, like forty tackles. And Dylan Brown look, he scored a try, he set the other one up, two line breaks. You know, every week he runs like a hundred meters, he barely misses a tackle. Coolest bloke on the park, like yeah, even just, in the wet and. Yeah, he's just the just got the coolest dude out there. So, I mean, what do you what do you think of this? The Parramatta they've sort of, you know, they've had a few up and down games of late. Like, not saying it's anything to worry about, but is it, um, you know, what's your take on it as we go into this? What my take on it is is they're showing more uh, levels to their their game. The mere fact that they yeah. won a game with less tries to to compare to multiply that with that performance against the Knights. Uh, the yep. way that they played against the Raiders, the way that they played even against us, where they managed to get in front, I think. Yeah. It shows yeah, that they did, yeah. You know, that I feel like the only reason why we won that game was because of how exceptional the Roosters were going at that time. That's the only yeah, reason. for sure. Whereas I feel like if we played Parramatta last week, uh, granted, we don't have the entire roster with us, but we're we're looking like a little bit clunky at the moment. Correct. You know, yeah, we're we're getting Correct. away with wins. We're lucky to play, you know, some of the 
the lower ranked teams over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it could be con- could be due to the fact that they don't have their full roster on board as well. That you know, No disrespect to the guys that are replacing them. But there's a reason why Boyd Corner is the captain of Australia. There's a reason why Angus Crichton gets picked for New South Wales. Hmm. Uh, you know, Victor Radley was on the brink of playing for New South Wales. If he didn't get injured, he was hmm. straight into the team. Hmm. So hmm. Um, there were some big outs there for the Roosters. Josh Morris, I don't think, has played. Yeah. Did he play last week? But back to Parramatta. Um, sorry, sorry. So, yeah. yeah, so with Parramatta, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I apologise. I get carried away with the recent <laughs> big times. Uh, but, yeah, so Parramatta, I feel like they're showing levels to their game. They're, they're showing that yeah. they don't just, you know, go 100 miles an hour. And if and if you're if you get out of their way, they're, they're, they're um, happy to score 100 miles an hour. But if you don't get out of the way, they're not happy to play another way. But they are doing yeah. that. And I've said that mm. so many <laughs> times this year that they're, they, they, you know, they might lose the start and they still come back. They, they, you know, they might not even lose the start. They might get out to the lead themselves and then they're holding that. It just, I feel like the the way that this year's shaping up for them, and again, I apologise, but it just reminds me of the Roosters in 2013. I'm sorry for using the Roosters all the time, but, you know, yeah. that's who I watch a lot of football. So in 13, you know, they might not have even been the best team for those 26 rounds, even though they won the minor premiership, you know. I was fearful of South. I was fearful of of um, Melbourne. Man, and we were very lucky. Manly. I wasn't scared of Manly for some reason. Like, we had their number yeah, throughout we, the year. We got them. We had their number, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had their number through the year. We got beat by South early, beat them at the end. But Melbourne, we didn't beat it all that year. And we were lucky. I, You know, good teams make their own luck. But we we're lucky that they went out the back door. They got beat by the Knights in the second week. So yep. if we were to look at Parramatta, I think if they get, you know, if one of the, you know, the Roosters of the Mel- or Melbourne, you know, they don't have to verse one of those teams to make to the grand final. They might find themselves versing a team that they can beat in the grand final. And so yeah. I, I think they're, they're cruising along nicely. Well, they're going the to they're, they're gonna have to play. They're going to have to play one of them, I think. You know, more than likely, when you look at that top four, they're going to have to play at least one of the Roosters or, or the Melbourne Storm. Okay, well, again, we go back to the Roosters and thirteen, right? They didn't have yeah. to. T- they didn't play. They didn't play Melbourne, and they didn't play South. Yeah. So they have all. Yeah. Left. Well, maybe Parramatta finish fourth and play Penrith, maybe. Parramatta, I think and Parramatta. One of the other teams. Oh, I get what you're saying. So look, I get yeah, what you're they saying. They are definitely. They are definitely learning. Um, you know, they're not just a butcher's knife. They're trying to get a bit of Swiss Army into their game. So finding, you know, just more ways to win. And they're obviously getting... They show you they're always up for the fight. That's what's... Yeah, about yeah, Paramount. correct. No, so I get what you're saying. They, if they're on, they could, they could blow you out and be up 20 nil. But yeah. if it's, we're ready to grind, let's let's bang it out. And then, the big, and then when big moments, the right players step up. Whether it's Nathan Brown. Whether it's Dylan Brown. Whether it's one of the front rowers. The King. King Gusto at the back. Um, does one of their the centre, Wanga Blake, do something magical? Mike Acevo scoring crazy tries. Like Mitchell Moses kicking field goals. You know, so like there's so many, got so many guys that have shown that they're stepping up when they need them to step up. And the so fact that you got to Mitchell Moses so late in that list just shows how much, you know, how many weapons they've got in their side and how much everyone exactly else right. is contributing. Contributing, it makes it just relieves uh, Moses from so much pressure. You know, it doesn't mean he, he. It means that he doesn't need to. He still needs to do what he can do. It means that he needs to do what he can do, but it, he doesn't need to do more than that. 
And when you give that luxury to your halves, it just makes them better players, really. There, it really is four four really good teams in the top four this year. Yeah, like correct. there's a gap between that top four, but the four teams in the in the in the top four there are all really strong teams, and you can argue any way you want for any of those teams. Yeah. Like it's very, I think it's very close between those those four teams. Melbourne is so good, man. Melbourne Storm, they um, just cruise along so nicely. They're, they're just, the top four every other year. It's ridiculous. It's so good. They? Look at it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. So uh, look, also, we've just just before we finish on that game, what yeah. I'd like to say, a special mention to, to uh, Talakai. Okay. Um, who's played in the back played in the back row this week? Yeah. Scored yeah. in the centres last week, and when he went over the line, as we said, you messaged me, got try, and then went, oh, wait a minute, he's playing centre. Uh, so he's now he, he moved into the edge. So I'm hoping by the season's end, he's just in the middle because. I want to see that big man. He should be in the middle, scoring tries. <laughs> Correct. Well, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I did notice him wearing the number 11 jersey, and that made me feel a little bit better, considering I thought he was a front rower last week, but he's playing the But, you know, yeah, special mention to him, and hopefully well, we can see him scoring tries in a front rower's jersey. Well, now you can be happy, Week. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, dropping off on too many sort of tangents and comparisons because we are going to do the next week's match in fo- matches in focus. Yeah, correct. And of course, we do have the Roosters and the Storm coming up against each other. Yeah, big matchup coming up there. That's uh, Thursday night, I think it is. Is that the first game of the, Thur- of the week? Thursday night, Thursday yeah. night. Woody. At the SCG. Uh, the, modern, the modern day rivalry. It's at the SCG, yes. Back at the SCG. So last time they played together there was um, uh, the preliminary yeah. final last year. Yeah. Now 14 14 six. Close, very close contest. So there's really, there's really been a bit a lot of spice to this rivalry now. Yes, absolutely. Um, they've had so many close games. They regularly have these one and two point games throughout the regular season. Now they're finally meeting each other in the finals a bit more consistently, and they're trading premierships every other year. So, um, yeah. but there's a few outs this week. Yeah, a few outs for the moment. And maybe a few in, a few outs and a few in. Yeah, correct. Well, if the Roosters... So, I saw this morning, I was putting in my tips on the ESPN website, and the ESPN one, they put up a price. And yep. the price, when I first saw it, was Melbourne were $2.45. Oh, okay. Anyway, so I'd actually tip Melbourne, and everyone else I tipped were the favourites. And Melbourne were the favourites, and I was thinking, oh, sugar. So I went and had a look at Sportsbet, and I have a look at Sportsbet. They were $2.75. And I'm thinking to myself, two seventy five. They're not money. So I message, I message Tom and Blake, and I tell them, I go, you know, Melbourne at two dollars seventy five. That's free cash if you're interested. And Blake goes, Where are you looking? I can see they're three dollars ten. I got three dollars ten. Where did he get that from? And so, and then as the day went on, there was a post on Facebook saying that the Roosters could have all these players in. And then, and then Blake's gone, Yeah, also Smith and Munster could be out. I'm thinking, Oh well, yeah. Yeah, well, that, expl- that explains the three little Munster stick. is out. Munster will be out. Yeah. Um, and the question is, will Smith play? You know, this will be two weeks after the injury, so do they play him, do they, do they not? I don't think we're really going to know until we see him turn out on the pass. And yeah, potentially uh, Hargrave should be back. Um, Josh Morris should be back. I think Boyd Cordner should be back from what they've said, and potentially Crichton and Brett Morris as well. Yeah, and did they say Tupac? And I'm not sure Tupo yet. I think he's still because he hurt, he hurt himself in the last in the Melbourne game last time. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was about five weeks ago. So you think he's still a couple of weeks off? 
Yep. So in a couple of weeks on. That, that's all right. Uh, I feel like we need Boy Corner back, and I suppose if they're all fit, we'll take them all back. Um, I think with the Melbourne Storm, though, they don't really need to rush Cam Smith back. They obviously want him there, you know, he will help them, you know, go further to winning the game. But I just feel as though even if they lose this game, they don't drop to fourth. They will stay no. at third. And the yeah. Panthers and Parramatta look like they've got easier matches. And I think they're equal yeah. on Parramatta. So if they lose this game... Melbourne play Parramatta next week. Melbourne play Parramatta next week. Okay, well, if they lose this game, Parramatta get ahead of them. So separate from them. Um, and So that's not something that you want. But they don't actually go too far back. Well, they don't go yeah. back at all if they lose this game as well. So... Um, yeah. I wouldn't be rushing. That's me. Craig Bellamy and Cam Smith do their own thing, though. You know, credit to them. Mm. And Cam Smith doesn't like missing games. But, yeah, look, it's round 14. And they're playing for October football. So October football. Uh, and, and, you, and, and you've got Brandon Smith as exactly. well. He's a pretty fucking good replacement. Uh, uh, what, He's so, the New Zealand hooker. So the Roosters, they, they asked for uh, the guy that they led to... The Warriors, far the Warriors. mostly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think his brother. I think a bro- his brother or his relative, or someone. His, his name's far mostly as well. Plays for the Melbourne Rebels. And do you remember when he yeah, tagged okay. me that thing for? They did it like a dropout, and he ran it straight. Yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. That's him. Yeah. There you go. So that's I don't know if they're related, but they got the same name. And uh, anyway, so the Roosters asked for him back. So we had injuries, and we asked yep. for him back. So they gave him back yeah. to us. Right? Yeah, well, they debuted a couple of guys, yeah, the last couple of weeks. So, the Tigers aren't going to make the eight. No, Tigers are right. out. So, they're a mathematical chance. They're more than a mathematical chance. They win their games and make it. But they're not going to make it. Yeah. They're fucked. Can they just ask for Harry? Oh, he's been injured. He's got injured. So, you know what? So I've got good news for Tigers fans. You won't finish ninth this year. <laughs> like 10th or 11th. It'll be at least 10th or 11th. I think the Warriors might finish above the Tigers. You know, they're yeah. fucking, they're rising. Yeah. Um, yeah, look. Are there any interesting around. matchups? I think, I think the question will be who's going to finish eighth and ninth. Who's going to get that last eighth? Yeah. Well, back, back to our match of focus. So, who's going to who's an interesting matchup for this game? Well, look. Obviously, the engine rooms. Um, all the middles are still there for um, the storm. So you know you've got um, uh, Christian Welch, Jesse Bromwich. You've got Asafa Solomona and. Uh, Big Tino coming off the bench yeah. as well through that middle. So that's always that's where that contest is. Um, and then for the Roosters, you've got Takiyaho, who's just a machine last week. Um, JWH coming back, and then you've obviously got the likes of Lindsay Collins, Liu, Matt um, Butcher. So where that how that middle is going to be fought, I think obviously having Boyd there or not will be big because their forward pack is all there. Fanukan, I think, got rested last week as well. So um, you've got him in there too. So how that needle is going to go. You know, the big fellas ripping in, um, that's going to, you know, play a, play a big part. I think that for the Storm, these, they're really, like these other guys outside of Munster and Smith are really grown in the rest of their spine. And Jerome Hughes and Pappenhausen. Um, they're sh- showing a lot of leadership, you know, on the field and just a lot of confidence in, they know what play they need to make um, and they're making the right play a lot very confidently. Yeah. You know, so. Well, last time Melbourne didn't have Munster, Exactly. Right, so Tony so, Smith is the extra. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the one that's out now? It took him from going from halfback into dummy half for that for that flow, that rhythm for Melbourne. They were still in the game, 
But once they yeah. sort of got him back into nine, they sort of got a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say direction, but they managed to, you know, penetrate a bit better. The penetration become a lot yeah. more effective. Um, so it makes me think, that, do they bring Riley Jackson? Does he start at seven or six? Uh, yeah, I suppose he does. Yeah, you have, so you'd have Jerome Hughes and Riley Jacks in the halves. Actually, now that you ponder that, nine. now that you ponder that, Tom was actually telling us that that Hines, what's his first name? Nico Hines. Yeah, Nico that, Hines. that he played with him at Manly, when he was at yeah. Manly, and he reckons he's a bit of a 5 at himself. Yeah, well, he's filled in on the wing, now it's fullback, you know. But see, yeah, where did, he play, where did he play on the weekend when Munster got injured? Because he ended up kicking goals as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was playing fullback. So he where did Papadouzen go? On the weekend. Did he did he go to 5-8 when Munster got injured? What was Papadouzen playing? No, Papadouzen wasn't playing. Nico oh. Hines was playing fullback. Oh, there you go. Happy got rested. They just didn't play Papenhausen. They didn't play Papenhausen, they didn't play Fanuka, and they just rested that. Have the week off. Boys, sweet. It's the dogs. We got them. 41 Bellamy's like, bro, Sunshine Coast, just head up the Noosa boys. Have a surf, relax. You're like, really? Bubble. Fuck no. You fucking do a lap, bro. Bubble, bubble, bubble. Be careful yeah. of the bubble. What about the breaches as well? I just think, like, I look at these breaches, and it's quite interesting. They're, they're, they're probably told that they can't go to here, they can't go to there, they can't go to here. But, um, are they not like Rudy? Like, well, okay, the first, all the ones that got partners, they'll be making love to their partners as they all would. Yeah. But what about single people? Like, do you think they're not swiping? Yeah, look, I, I, I would be very. I'd be shocked. Naive. To, I would be very naive to think that they weren't, <laughs> because look, honestly, this is twenty to thirty year old young men, all very fit, handsome young gentlemen, um, very charismatic as well, and they're football players, they're warriors, they play the toughest sport in the world, who wouldn't want to be with them? Exactly right. And you're telling me they're like, hey, look, Hanky Panky makes good footy players, alright, so let the boys play. It's a, it's a good drive. Let the first... boys play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just something that I was thinking about. I thought, you know, these guys are copping a bit of criticism and it's all starting to happen now. Like, it's showing that it's hard for humans to just always continuously just be very monotonous in their routine. Like, I suppose... You... And restricted. And restricted as well. Yeah, and, so and the thing is, everyone always talks about how people need a life outside of football and they need to be able to escape football. But when football puts these restrictions on them, it just yeah. makes it more depressing and more, more res- res- yeah. restrictive. But anyway, uh, hopefully they yeah. clean it all up and it all goes goes okay. Uh, we do have another match in focus that, that I want to ch- well, that we've got to chat about. The other, the, obviously, the other battle that, that will be exciting outside the middle is is obviously the boys at the back. You know, the Defco and his yes. little predecessor there from the time of the fullback. So whatever whoever can win that middle can really open it up to that man at the back. Yeah, correct. And actually, sorry. But yes, tuck away. Yes, yes. Tuck away. Let's let's hook into this this uh, this next match and focus. Obviously, a um, a real do or die clash. Yeah, and this is a nine. bit of a this is a bit of a, a rivalry in itself as well. To be fair, yeah, absolutely, singles. absolutely. It's Knights' first premiership was against Manly. Yeah, uh, back just... in '97. Uh, look, they've they they're not far from each other. Manly and Newcastle just up the F1. You know, it's an hour and a half. F1. So M1 F3. 
F3. M1 or F3. It's not called the F3 anymore. It's the M1. Oh, um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, it's a must-win for Manly. It's must-win territory. They're, look, they're still dro- they're dropping like flies. They're barely got, you know, able to patch a team together. But they're sitting two points out of the eight at the moment with seven games to go. They're four and against. They're negative 48. So they're, you know, they're 60 to 100 points off the teams above them. So it's quite a bit of ground to wake up. So let's just say they might as well be four points off some of these teams. Yeah. They need to win this game. They need to win the game against a team that's in their region. And after this, they play the Bunnies. Also a game, you know, that's going to be a big uh, decider of who's in the eight. Because I think it really is out of Manly, Sharks, South, maybe to a lesser extent the Knights. They've kind of just got that extra point, I think, that is enough. And they've got a pretty good run home. So out of those four teams, only three of them are making it. So that you know, when you, I look at the, the um, Manly, South and Sharks. So big game for Manly. They've got to play South after this. Then they play the Storm. Um, and then they've got a, you know, a couple of games back. And hopefully, you know, Tommy Turbo should be back in the next couple of weeks from, you know, from what the time frames were and what they were extended to. So they fucking need him back tomorrow. They need him <laughs> they back did, yesterday. They needed him back um, last week, yeah. You're right. Um, um, but they're, you know, they're, it's... <laughs> Their defence, they're just leaking points. Yeah, uh, they're not able to sort of shut those things down. They've just got a lot of youth, youthful players in there, or maybe, I shouldn't say youthful, but guys who haven't been there for as long in those sort of grinding systems. And obviously, so many other key guys out of out of position in their fullback and 5-8. And yeah, it's tough for them at the moment. Yeah. They, they could miss the finals. They, they will miss the finals. They're, they're dusted. They're, they're just that defence, that steel defence. Oh, I just... I just, it's not very Desi has the like, and I've, I've praised him all season long about his secret spice, but the last month, really, the last month, their defence has been atrocious. I'm not sure how many they conceded. What was the score? What was the score uh, on the weekend for uh, them? The 26-22. 26-22. 26-22. Okay, 26. Yeah. So and then, it wasn't and they conceded 30. 42 last week, so that's 68, and then who they played before that? They beat... Yeah, yeah, but no. what I mean is... Before no, they, beat, that, no, they beat the Cowboys, they beat Paramount. Yeah, before that, though, they had three out of their last six matches that they conceded over 30 points. Yeah, in 26, 34 points against the Dragons, 40 points against the Sharks. Yeah, 42 against the Sharks. So, that, and then to get 26 points, that's not 30, but you can make it 30 because it is the Warriors. You know, the Warriors haven't won outside of Central Coast since 1982. The Warriors have got... And the Warriors are scoring about 16 points a game this year too. So. Yeah, so I I just think that they, they've given up. And I, I even, I've even got a feeling that... I know this sounds dumb because no one gives up. They don't genuinely tank. You know, it's not like they're, they're trying cooked. to go for drafts. They're just cooked. Picks. But I they're feel cooked. like the... Desi's just understood that this isn't going to be their year. Yeah. It is just and look if things if things can work out, hey, look, miracles can happen or not. I should say miracles can happen, but things can happen. But yeah, they they just get losing troops every two every two weeks. Yeah, you know, too often. Guys, every two often. Big guys out. Just too much, and yeah, like they're missing Fanua Blake this week. So no Adam Fanua Blake, Martin DePaul. Like I don't know if he'll be playing after that concussion. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the Knights now, you know. Great big win for them against the Tigers. They roll off that momentum. But can they string... They haven't strung two wins together in a row since pre-COVID. Can I ask you a question? Did Martin DePau shake Jack Edmonton's hand after the game? 
Uh, I don't think he he didn't go back out on the field. I don't think he did. He? You know, I think I think you know people might be praising Jack Heatherin for taking it to to the Roosters, but this is was my point. This was my point: is Hargraves has had plenty of run-ins with plenty of players. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen him avoid someone. You know what I mean? He shook Sam Thardo's hand yeah. after getting it yeah. fed to him up there in Suncorp. Well, you know look, what I mean? And I just, look at, I just, I just, look, 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 he's just a grump. And to be, to be, the way that he carries on, he should have gone off. He's lucky, yeah. He's lucky he got ten in the bin, and he should have been sent off the field. That's if that's not a send off. Do you have to coat hang the ref? Like, what do you actually have to do to send to call send him an F and R? Really high. Didn't connect with anything but his chin. He got beat and then just was recklessly just threw out that arm. And Tapao was knocked out and can't play, can't return to the field. Okay, you're going up for 10. No, off the field. See you later. Yeah, yeah. Because he misses four weeks. So every other team that they come up against are benefiting from it. And so they don't have to play him for 80 minutes, four times. Uh, And. And they manly only missed them for ten minutes. Yeah, you're right. It makes no sense. It's silly. It's six charges. Six charges in twenty-two games. There you go. And that's probably that's, that's, that's another shape. reason as to why the Panthers probably don't pick him because when he's on the field, he can be you know somewhat effective, but he's not going to be on the field very often. And when he's on, the, when he's on there, he gets told to get off because he's a bloody yeah. grub. Anyway, you know, that's but yes, look, um, the. You know, uh, you'd like to think the Knights can try and string two wins together here, but you know, Manly, have, they like to put up a little bit of fight. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a Knights-home game, isn't uh, it? The Knights are named first in I'm going to call it McDonald's. It's going to be tough for them to, to get up over there, but I'll, I won't put it past Manly. Look, you know, when they were playing Parramatta, no one gave them a chance. So, yeah. you know, Terry Evans and, and Jakey, if they can fire them up, they just fire them up and, and the Knights can, you know, they have been shown to be inconsistent at times as well. So yeah, it's true. really important for the Knights to try and win two games in a row. They haven't done it this year since since March. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that game. Just before we go, you know, we, we don't have much time left, but I, I did want to have a quick chat. I wanted you to give us a little insight. Now, the NBA kicked back off last week and I just wanted to yeah. have, hear your thoughts on on how that's going and what is the situation there in the NBA at the moment. Yeah, so they've got the, the bubble ball, um, you know, there in Disney World. So it's a bit like a tournament. Obviously, you've got all the teams are kind of on campus and, you know, the comments from the players are like, you know, it's, they've never been around all the players like this and all the other teams. and They can't go anywhere else, so they're interacting a lot with each other. They can't go uh, get chicken wings? They, ca- they can't go get chicken wings? No, well, they they could there if they have chicken wings at the restaurants, but uh, yeah, there won't be any go try visits to gentlemen's clubs for chicken wings. wings. That is not prohibited. But yeah, look, you know they've got the virtual screens. Um, obviously, you've got some teams that have got a lot to play for, and the teams at the top end who have nothing to play for. They really are just getting their warms in, like just getting the reps in, just trying to try different lineups and just trying not to get injured. So teams like the Lakers and the Bucks. They can't move anywhere from first. So this is just eight games to try shit out. Um, but definitely the race for the eight, you've got these teams that are playing every week. Uh, every game's a game seven. So Portland, obviously, they finally got all their guys back. They made the Western Conference Finals last year. Um, and they've been had terrible injuries throughout the season. They've been sitting that ninth, tenth, and it looked like they're going to miss the finals. But they've gone on this run um, over, you know, probably over the last 
few weeks before the season stopped as well. And Dane Lillard, mate, dropped 51 points today. Um, he's he's just a beast. So uh, they could be there for that playing tournament. And the Phoenix Suns as well, five in a row. So they're a team that was sitting well off that, that number eight seed. And they, they could be in that playoff, uh, which would be very interesting. The first time we get a playing tournament. Um, but when you look at the top teams, I think they're just waiting for this, this playoffs to start, which will start next weekend. Yeah, okay. From next weekend, from Sunday or Monday. Sunday or Monday, our time will be the kickoff for the playoffs. Um, the eight teams are set in the East. The seedings just trying to work out between who will be fourth out of Miami or Indiana. Um, Philly look like they're going to be sixth. Ben Simmons is done for the season. Um, and Joel Embiid went down up in six, after six minutes today in their loss to um, Portland. So, uh, yeah, not looking good for Philly. They look like they could be well be out in the first round. They could be out. They probably look like they were going to play the Celtics, and they'll probably get beat in the first round. Mate, they were, they were uh, first. Look, Brooklyn has been <laughs> just not not a good year for you. We can the total wins league. Just very bit. unfortunately got aboard the Philly hype train, and it's been nothing but a train. Well, I've had them every but, year. Mate, I, I've had them every I took, year. I listen. I took the Celtics last year um, with the number one pick, and. Um, that, uh, that didn't go too well either. Yeah. <laughs> so look, there. It, I think for the other in the West, though, um, you've got the Rockets are looking like they're going to sit around that four seed. Look, it looks like we could have Rockets versus the Thunder in the four versus five game, which would be really exciting because obviously last year they traded yep. Chris Paul from the Rockets to the Thunder with all these a few other bit parts, and then the Thunder got the rest of the Clippers rejects for Paul George. And now this Thunder team, led by Chris Paul and these young, um, these other young players, these three guard lineups, have they've been unbelievably your last, your second last pick, Wick, has been your best team, yeah, yeah. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, and upcoming against up against the Rockets with Westbrook and Harden. So, Westbrook's gone out in the first round the last two years for OKC. If he gets if the Rockets get bounced by the Thunder in the first round, that would be really an interesting storyline. It might be the end of. Um, a few things for the Rockets and the way the, the team structures or the tactics are, but um, the winner of that will play the Lakers most likely. Um, if, you know, in the in the second round, so that's an interesting sort of uh, storyline ready to warm up around these first round matchups. You know, who's going to jostle for those spots and who's going to play against each other. So, yeah, exciting stuff. A bit eerie, um, just like we saw with the football, but they've got a little bit of crowd noise. They've got the virtual the virtual fans, so. It'll be interesting to see which teams benefit the most as we get into playoffs without a crowd. Yeah. Because such a place, such a big part, the crowd and the location and going to that team city and you know everything that comes with it. Yeah, the flying in, the flying out. We ain't going back. We ain't going back. But there's well, no you're going to have these rivalries, to... like you know, to teams like the Celtics and the Sixers, who have played so many big playoff series throughout the years and um, conference finals and everything else and. You have that history of going into Boston. You got to win it in the TD Garden, and going into Philly, like and these rabid Philly fans. And now you're just in this yeah, small World. little literally gym, gym. literally like not a big gym in fucking Disney World. And you've got there's like 30 people at the game. Some of your teammates and their teammates, and a couple other randoms, and that's it. So it's going to be a very interesting dynamic, and who who can uh, who can make the most of it? Will we still just see the best teams win? I think so. I think it's still you know, it's really high-quality basketball. It's been probably quite surprising from in some areas. So, 
yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for the ride. Playoff basketball. Nothing better. Seven-game series. Let's fucking go, baby. You know, that's how we sort out the men from the boys. Oh, you think you can beat me? Beat me four times. Let's see. Righto. I think maybe that could we could call it a wrap there, eh? Mate, let's go. Love it. Well... Now it's been a pleasure as it is always. Weekend. It's good to you know, always good to chat footy, but it's also nice to maybe just to dabble in a little bit of other sports here and there. You know, as a world, we've been sort of uh, you know had sport taken off us for a little while there. Uh, I suppose the Premier League has been you know happening and the cricket's been happening, but uh, we're not big followers of the Premier the League. Everything stops for a moment. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we appreciate. You don't appreciate things until they're taken away from you. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, as always, Kaz, it's an absolute pleasure chatting to you tonight. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Remember, you see any dummy files, no dummy files, try score supporters, uh, chuck us in your story. Anyway, cheers. Thanks for listening. Peace out up the chooks. Peace <laughs> out up the chookies. <laughs>